What's up, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Tyler Dreyer, and this is episode number 29 of From the Depths Podcast. With me today, I have a very special guest, no stranger to this show, Stranger Danger 2 Kids, Mr. Sean Ellis from Ellis Cinema. Wait a minute. Why do I have to be a pedophile now? I, I don't know. I live next to one, so dark humor helps me cope with it. I, well, that's awfully real <laughs> for the show. Uh, yeah. Hi. How are you? He's I not, used he, to do a show. He doesn't have candy or a van or anything, so. Uh, I do have a van, windowless, no candy, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't even do a show anymore. Yeah, you're busy, man. Uh, we won't get into uh, you know, no, why no, you're no. busy. No, but... that's not. Funny story, though. I'm Actually, if you don't mind, I'm, I will throw this up because I've been so shortage of content lately. I, I think I'm going to – I meant to – funny story – I was going to do this episode about a year ago uh, when It Chapter 2 came out, and I was going to play the music for It Chapter I was going to put the poster up, so like when you pulled it up on Spotify, oh, I'm going to listen to a review about It Chapter 2, and it was going to be me talking about <laughs> Clown, and then I just didn't, I don't know, I think it was a little early in my, you know, people would be like... Before it was Ella Cinema. Well, that and It is so big... It is. ...that... Because that was an earlier episode of the show, I think I ultimately decided, like, I think I ran it by my ex, and she was like, I mean, you just started, and you're <laughs> going to make people upset, and, but, and I don't know. Oh, well, let me make people upset with this statement. As much as I do love it, I will say, I think the uh, the makeup in this one is a hell of a lot better. Well, it's more of a focus. Um, yeah. You can do that for an indie film like this. If you know that, because this almost is a cast of you know nobody that you've heard of before, with the exception of Peter Stormare, but uh, Stomare, uh, it, if that's where you're going to dump your money, that depending on how you execute it, you're going to get something, I think. I, I think this is a very a wonderful film. I really oh, yeah. do. I love Clown. This really. was a, you know, I might have saw a picture or maybe a, a small clip of a trailer. Um, and then this was essentially a blind buy, though. I just bought it literally because the cover looked great. Yeah. And I like clowns. Well, and I think Eli Roth was a huge selling point on that. Yeah, he produced it. You know, I, I always Do you know how it. that came about? I don't. So... A trailer went up for this, and it was on YouTube. Was this a said, short film? Well, it was a short film, I found out, too. They put uh, Coming Soon, produced by Eli Roth, and Eli Roth wakes up one morning, and his phone's blown up. Congratulations, clown looks fucking awesome. Oh, and he's no, like, shit. He's like, what? Are you... I don't remember making this film. And then, sure enough, he went and he watched the trailer, and he's like, this is really fucking good. And yeah. Needs to be made, and... Talk to John Watts, the writer director, and that's that's it. So it kind of made me mad that you could make a fake trailer and put. Well, not a, it wasn't a fake trailer because it was a short film, like you said. But to cut it in that way and just slap someone's name on it for to get their attention, it was like it's nothing short of brilliant as far as putting yourself into Hollywood. Because now, as you and I were talking before yeah. the. Uh, Mike's were on John Watt now does Spider-Man home. He's got a Marvel contract. Yeah. Homecoming far from home. It's, he's not, 
he's set for life now and this was his first feature like <laughs> that yeah that's insane i didn't i had no idea that he's the one that did far from home and uh, did you Homecoming. haven't seen the credits though you were talking about produced by eli roth uh when they were coming on uh the weinstein brothers produces and i went oh no yeah yeah <laughs> oh I no went, oh i think that was right because that fallout came in what like when did harvey like all that what was that like 2016 2017 no, i had it been a little later than that because this actually had its release in 2016 i want to say yeah maybe 18 all i know under the you, uh, anything you, under that banner yeah by the <laughs> skin of your teeth this movie got made man oh my goodness so i'm sorry i just i wanted to because i thought because i i like everyone else when I did see the actual trailer for this, I thought it was an Eli Roth film. So you watched this trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was want... this before your rule? No, it's not. It it was more or less that. So if it's something that I've never heard, let's. So for the audience of from the depths, by we've mentioned this before. I do not do not watch trailers ever under no circumstance. It, you don't, who's doing it? Oh fucking John Carpenter. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's I don't. That's Tom Hardy's gonna be in it. Sure, in. Um, if it's something that like somehow I have not one word, one peep, not one thing on my news feed that I've seen, then I will sit through a trailer. Like I, I used to say that Michael Shannon was like the king of doing that for me where I'm like, I'm in the theater, uh, you know, trailers are coming on. I'm picking and choosing which ones I'm going to walk out for. And then I see Michael Shannon. I'm like, I didn't hear Michael Shannon. Well, Oh, this has got aliens in it. What is happening right now? And then. I'll kind of deviate, but clown was no different. I saw Eli Roth and went and, you know, they were playing creepy clown music. And I went, Oh, Oh, what is this? Yeah. Why haven't I heard of this? And, and in some respects, he's not the writer director. So it, it just somehow flew perfectly. So when I saw this, I went this, we may have something here. Yeah. And if there's any, if there's like one word I can, Maybe just sum up this movie dreary. You think dreary? I think dreary. Just like the coloring, I guess, you know, it's all dark and dim. Uh, definitely the... Uh, cinematography. Yeah, the yeah. cinematography. But so when I was kind of looking into this, the decision by John Watts was to actually make it look like a noir crime thriller. Oh really? And I f- I found that interesting in the sense oh, that Giallo. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, f- didn't we couldn't make a full episode without? Hey, I, you know I had to throw Giallo. it back. Um, so I, I thought it was an interesting choice in the sense that I think Eli Roth was saying something to the extent that it was a character study. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Which is I don't know. I've let's not tear Eli Roth apart. Anyway, it, I found it an interesting choice because it is a character study as in far as what would you, but so is all horror films. What would you do if the chainsaw man was after you? I mean, but, but the decision to shoot it the way he did, I found interesting because it's not, I don't know that it's necessarily warranted for the story, the beats, the characters, but like you said, it works 
somehow so effectively mm-hmm. through the film, even the end, which I, I think we should start from the beginning and, you know, yeah. like what it's about, who it's about, who's it in, that that sort of thing. But the choice to close how we did was, it was great. I, was you great. know, and you do, I think for me personally, I, the person I felt the worst for was the main character. You do because, so. An innocent guy and just shit happens. I mean, you can say that about a lot of different movies, but. So, I mean, tell the audience what happens here. So, so like, we, what, we open up, and it's a birthday party um, for... Because we got to tell them why it's it's a character study. So, yeah, it uh, opens up at the birthday party, and uh, we found out that the clown that they originally had got double booked. You know, and what, you know, who double books a clown? I mean, who still books Bozos, a clown? Who you know? still books a clown? <laughs> Um, and then that's when we kind of meet Kent. He is a uh, selling a home. He's a real estate agent, and he finds this clown suit in the basement of this home, and puts it on, and he saves the day because um, it's his son's birthday party, and then he falls asleep with the entire getup on, wig, little fucking red nose makeup, and this, uh, you know, it looks like a snakeskin suit. It does look like. Like a I thought yeah. about that earlier because yeah, I've probably sure. seen this. This is probably my fourth or fifth for time sure. watching it. Looks it. like a snake. He looks. It's like the fucking Miami Vice version <laughs> of a fucking. And uh, he, he he wakes up. He's in a rush for work, and uh, he can't get anything off. Everything's like stuck on. Which it's like a funny. Uh, I like the tone that we went with right out of the gate. So. We start with all like the old vintage cuts, uh, intercut clowns in the beginning yeah, as we're yeah, leading, yeah. but we're hearing the screams, right? And the ominous music's playing, and you're, oh, someone's dying already. It's a birthday party, it turns out. Right. But the music shifts to very, I don't know how to explain it. Like it, like, this is why it's I like so, having you on. You pay attention to those little details, but more it's than so light hearted that I knew right from the jump what movie. I was in store for it within the first minute and a half or however long the sequence of um, the clowns leading up to the titles and the birthday to when you first meet the wife. She, I believe she's the first frame you see, but it Meg, I know right out of the gate. It doesn't take itself seriously based strictly on the score. And I knew going forward that whatever we do from here. I think it's going to be played straight, which it is, and mm-hmm. I, I love. But there's going to definitely be these, since it was goofy from the jump, it doesn't need to apologize for some of the great shit that we see later in the film. So, uh, But the reason why I brought up the humor was because after he finds the suit and what you're talking about when he goes into one of the houses, he actually shows up on the job in front right. of three Mexicans and they're like, he's like, Hey, all right guys, just let me find the key. And they're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you guys got kids, which is forgivable. And now, like you said, he's in the bathroom really trying to get it off. And he's trying everything. And I think like that was one of the hardest parts for me to watch is because he just take a, he finds a box cutter and like he ends up literally slitting his own wrist. Yeah, it reminded and, uh, me kind of uh, Ryan Gosling and Nice Guys when he accidentally does it, where like yeah. the shock of it because he's like, oh, you know, like yeah. there's and and but we I think we as the audience also do the same thing with him. Yeah, you know, usually there's that oh shit moment, and then 
wraps it up nonchalantly, comes out and gets he does his fucking. We go over the top here. Oh yeah, which is also I think a tone setter for the movie. So he first tries with the exacto knife, and then he tries the fucking. Well, he he wraps up the his hand, walks out into the toolbox, grabs and, the and, rich... and grabs the other saw. It tries to go through the neck. Yes, and can't. He yeah, breaks that's the an blade. Anxiety ride right there. All of it. All yeah, of it. and and I. I don't know if you noticed this too. I almost felt the the color grade in that particular sequence. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's a man staring at himself in the mirror. But I felt like I was watching the scene from Poltergeist where the man pulls his. I don't know why. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and if we went back, I feel like the angle that was chosen, and I don't know this for sure. I could be full of shit right now. Just fucking speaking garbage. But... More the color grading, but I do think the angle's there, too. And what an amazing sequence to kind of borrow from, because I would argue that's the most horrendous sequence in Poltergeist, is the fucking mirror sequence. I'm sorry. I, there was, wasn't he doing something with the blade in his neck and stuff? Yeah, so he takes, like, the handsaw, <laughs> and uh, it, it literally goes for, what, not even 10 seconds, and the blade just snaps. Yep. Clean, clean in half. Um, so after that, he, he goes home, obviously defeated because like he's pissed off and upset that like nothing he's doing is working. Right. When he's talking to his wife, he's just, and it's met with like, she's laughing at him. Like, well, cause he's a clown. Clowns are supposed to be funny. You're ridiculous. Look at you. That's ridiculous. And then like, uh, so he says he needs help. And, and this was he can't get his wig off, and I, the first thought I had, even the first time I was seeing this, was when he's like, "I can't get this wig off." I went, "It's becoming one with the host." Well, <laughs> <laughs> this heavily reminded me of like the haunted mask from Goosebumps, which is another. That's oh, I don't me watch, showing my age. I don't watch kids' films. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm younger than you, year old. Um, <laughs> you are old too. <laughs> I know, I'm getting there. Um, but I think that's the first time we really see how. He is becoming one with this suit because his hair, you see it go from brown to this colorful wig. And then they try to get the nose off with the tweezers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you ever just accidentally bumped your nose and like it yeah. hurt and your eyes water? Imagine getting a something pulled off of it. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> god awful. And so, and it's a brief use of practical effects here that's horrendous to watch yep and wouldn't you know it uh and i love how it's kind of undersold uh but it's played more for laughs and you don't know that it's going to haunt you later um is the dog eats the piece of his nose um and runs off with it and obviously scarfs it and shadow i think that's what the dog shadow um but then there's a really really sad scene you just see him sitting in the shower (laughs) with Everything on. Yeah, How he's talking about it. he has that? to fucking piss and shit and yeah. stuff, and he's like, I can't. And now the, I believe the, the tummy rumbling has begun as well. Oh, yeah. But that he's got to find really. out where he's got to find out where this fucking costume came from, man. So what would you do? I would do exactly what he did. Go back, I, to, go back to where you found it? I almost beat for beat as a man would have a very similar path that he does yeah. in terms of dealing with it. Yeah. Like the first, of course you're going to panic and be like, get it off of me. Get it off. Well, of really me. quick too. Cause you brought up the stomach gurgling. Like nothing is filling him up. Like 
his wife w- wakes up to a kitchen that a tornado went through it. Yeah, yeah. Which is it, it's again to kind of talk about the fluff. There's no we don't. It's just that is what it is, and we move on. Like we go, oh, he ate everything. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, and then we move on. It's not. We don't have to go back later in the film, honey. Why didn't you have all the Captain Crunch? Like we didn't. Which to me is just wasting time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you do that, I'm like, okay, we're just a couple of gags, a couple of laughs we're gonna have throughout this, and we do. So yeah, I would go back to the house. My my my. If I couldn't get it off, I'd be like. We have to find the origin right. of, like, somebody's got to know how to get this fucking thing off. But I don't know. No, I would do the same thing. And uh, when we get there, he finds this box with initials KC. MK. 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 And uh, it's chained to the wall. I think KC's right. It might be. Martin Carlson's the guy that owns the house. That's true. And then he calls his brother, right? Right after that? Bet. And. What's happening? Oh, yeah. He goes oh, I thought the, you were about to say something. Going to the, <laughs> he's going to the, uh, he goes to the costume shop after that because he finds out that uh, the owner of the house, Martin Carlson, is deceased. Yep. So, uh, and again, talking about lightly giggling on the side like when he's reading over these documents about who previously lived there he's in a diner yeah. with a fucking scully <laughs> cap on looking like a fucking clown right and, you know obviously he's getting stared at um and i i don't think the voices the the children's voices get to him just yet but he then he goes to the costume shop and he's he's like you gotta know what this is and in in perfectly played by even the actress in this like dude what like we sell fucking plastic masks like I, we, I have no idea what this old thing is on you but here's my book and wouldn't you know it there's a carlson costume shop in the fucking book very convenient and that's uh he gets back in his car and that's who he calls and mm-hmm. we find out it is the brother herbert it's Bert Carlson. Bert. <laughs> Bert Carlson. But he tells, like, right when he picks up the phone, he's like, get away from the costume. Yeah, don't put like, it on. Like, there's like, not even a conversation. He's like, hello, yeah, I'm calling about the costume uh, in your brother's house. And he's like, get away from it. Yep. Whatever you do, get away from it. He's like, it's on me. And that's where I think is, uh, if there wasn't a turning point already in this film, this is the turning point. Sure. Because I... I I feel like if anybody had that initial reaction with me, I'd just be like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, what do I do now? Well, I I can tell you what I would have tried similar to him later in the film, which is my favorite part of the film, but we'll get there. I would have gotten to that point, though. Um, well, we, we he goes to meet Bert in the warehouse. And... Uh, in this rundown warehouse downtown, <clears throat> and we get a history lesson of the clown. Yep, aka the the cloin. Yes. And we find out that you a know dicks, a dyslexic drunk person is <laughs> trying to say loincloth. Well, Bert, there it's a this is a strange brother. So he hasn't talked to his brother in ten plus years or something like that. And uh, that's that's one thing. I think that's my favorite part of the film. Honestly, is the is the background we get of the clown. How it was this creature that we turn into our own, something for our own humor. 
and I'll very rarely say something like this, but I feel like this is the one time I wouldn't mind a prequel origin story of the coin set in whatever time sure. it is. Sure, some people would be like, uh, "Well, you got it with Krampus." No, this this could be way you, this could be way darker because he's actually taking yeah the children, and that's and that's what it needs. It's five children for every month of winter. Yes, like that's. I mean, not. I don't know about you. I didn't know there was five months in winter. Yeah, I I tried to like. <laughs> <laughs> when I they said that, I went, huh. Well, it must be because I, I think the story did originate like from because he's up in the mountains. Yeah, so we would assume maybe it's kind of like Colorado where there is five months of winter. That's true. See, this is why we need a prequel story to see exactly what what the five months of winter are. Um, so yeah, Hurt about Bird is kind of explaining everything that's going on, everything that's happening, and then Ken gets knocked the fuck out. Well, yeah. Uh... He gets greeted by Bert, and he's like, here, have a sip of tea and a little crumpet. Ah, and here's a decapitation for you, too. It's yeah, the only way to yeah, stop he, it. He drugs him, and then the next thing he knows, he, he wakes up being told by Bert, going, oh, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> you shouldn't have been awake for this, but I'm not going to get you more fucking sedative because you'll probably break free. And ultimately, he does, but not before Bert tells him that he needs to decapitate him without yeah. really telling him why, just other than we can only assume it has to be because of the fucking suit. Well, so, he does He does say it's a demon. Demon in you. Yeah, demon and that the, the, the costume is real snakeskin and uh, real hair. Uh, to your point about the prequel, Linda... Sopel, Linda Sopel, she did the production. Soper, Lisa Soper, not even close. Lisa Soper, when they were doing the book for that, and you would have to like pause it and go frame by frame, which I didn't do. I'm way too lazy for that. Um, but there's actually a backstory behind the whole thing. So they they made the whole thing up. It doesn't come from lore or whatever. They pulled oh shit. Bits, they pulled bits and pieces here from from lore. To make their own fucking coin, and uh, I would I would like to see the first twenty pages that kind of get shuffled through. That would be a very dark, very uncomfortable film. I yeah. Think. So I agree with you. I'm long winded. I can't help it. Well, because that's what they. That's the one thing I feel like they kind of skipped over is how the transition really happened from this like demon to the clowns we know today. You know, that's they don't really. Go we over tried that to part. bury it as we generally do. You know, BLM. Oh man, this isn't a political show. It's not a political show, <laughs> but I, I don't mean to be that guy. But that's that's what we do. We bury the shit and we put a fucking bow on it and go see it's that. Which we shouldn't. Everything's do. better now. No, it's not better. We you lied. Black lives do matter. Well, see now. I I went for the joke. It just happened to be topical. Now you're actually getting political. You're you're making a statement. Well, I said it. I, I, if you follow me on my personal pages, you know that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, right. You should see his home. Tons of Confederate flags. No, <laughs> maybe my neighbor. But um, anyway, oh, you know the swastika was actually in. Shut up. We get it. You're a Nazi. You know those people that are like, well, the Swatska had different meaning. No, yeah, trust it means me. One thing I meet right them now. every day at work. I mean, you're not lying. You're not <laughs> lying. 
Um, so, like you said, Kent does end up breaking out, and he ends up kidnapping good old Bert. And, yeah, uh, he's got, and another, I think, real aspect, real turn that you may make as a man. Like, you're like, nobody's going to fucking believe me. So yeah. I I need to have some sort of proof that at least, like, you may, like, the clown, or the suit won't come off me, haha, funny, but, like, it may have something, you know, dark and twisted to it. If you don't believe that, at least listen to this guy tell you why he wants to kill me because the suit is on me. So I thought that that was a somewhat a smart move yeah. by Kent. And to... he does almost succeed. He does get a fucking meat cleaver to his shoulder, which I forgot about. Well, and he, uh, a good practical effects here, the brother, uh, well, the brother-in-law um, is like, would you just cut the shit? And then he snaps his forearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so after he, he kidnaps him, he goes back home and, you know, he's got a brother-in-law, his wife, and his father-in-law. And I think this is... It's a tweener part to where the wife kind of believes him because she wants to be supportive, but also, like, you're fucking crazy. He looks kind of scared. Like, but nobody else believes him. And then, No, the dad thinks he's a big lump of shit. Well, the dad thought he was a lump of shit even before. Like, he could, oh, is he going to mess this birthday party up? Right. And then he even, like, I think avoids the dad at one point. Like, once the clown suit's stuck on him, he waits for his dad to leave that night. Or the dad. The wife's dad to leave that night before he actually goes in. And then starts freaking out. I can't get it off me. Fuck. So. Well, I'm... Luckily, I don't have to deal with anything like that. Wouldn't that be something? Oof. Um, so we got, uh, we, then we see him start changing. The dad's kind of right, though, if you think about it now. He's a fucking clown. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. He is a, <laughs> the a dad's fuck. a clown in his, in his own right, too. <laughs> um, but then we see him start, you know, changing. There's a metamorphosis on the drive happening. To, he's driving. Yep. On, on the way to the police station. He's yep. driving. And... The transformation. I'm sorry. Yeah, we just but see, I just find it it's important to know that he's making the right decision here by driving to the police station. Yeah, because he tells uh, his wife to meet him there. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, like, that's why he's going. Right. Um, because he's gonna he's taking Bert there to confess what's going on so he can get help, and uh, we see fingers getting long, feet breaking through shoes, and uh, then Bert gets ambushes him essentially from the back seat. Yeah. Which well, breaks free and I have some type old, of handcuffs. Yeah, gives him the old chokehold. Um, obviously in a panic to get him off. We have well the because his feet um get larger and explode through his shoes. It floors the yeah. car, and now we get our you know Americana on, uh, you know <laughs> oh, vroom, vroom, oh fucking fast and by curious. Uh, you know. so he crashes because of the hat and. Uh, well, he does cough. I've never, the one thing I didn't do, what the fuck was he coughing up throughout the movie? Well, first it's like bile. Okay. That is, okay. It's like a fucking brownish. Yeah. I know that he ends up coughing, coughing up teeth and, and later throughout the movie. But like, okay. I wasn't sure if it was bile or not, but we're on the same page with that. So he collides with a road construction block and now fucking... Bert gives a great speech. Oh yeah, just kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great just, speech. Well, here's a, kill yourself before, and then he trails off. It should be noted, Kent, rather unharmed, due to the suit. Another yeah, little kind of just a little pepper of uh, detail. 
to what the costume can do for him. Do yeah. To live for evil. Anyway. But the crash wasn't even that like bad, though. It just sideswiped. We can see, though, that it's definitely starting to take over his mind in this scene, too. Like, if you're... Uh, I know you're paying attention, but the audience out there, if you're, if you're closely watching, he also start When this accident happens, somebody tries to come out to help yep. him, which Kent promptly throws to the side, but he sees the kids in the back of the car, and you can tell he is staring at the... It's brief at this point. It hasn't gone... It's a hunger stare. It's a bloodlust, for sure. It, the fucking... Well, we get the stomach... got the bubble guts again going on. My favorite... So there are two shots in this movie specifically that are my favorite. We'll get to the sec, uh, the number one, but my number two is when... It's where that noir feel comes to it, and a lot of it has to do with costume design mixed with the cinematography, but... He's standing there looking at the kids. Those dark, dark blacks, dark grays with the choice to have kind of the smoke from the wreckage behind him and everything. It does look like a noir criminal. Yeah. And I I don't know. the It's sold so perfectly. It's like I said, it's my second favorite shot of the film. And, uh, you know, once uh, once he gets out of the wreck and everything, he essentially runs out into the woods. And, uh... I'm hideous. Uh, I gotta hide from everybody. I'm ugly. I've been ugly my whole life. Now what? <laughs> Still ugly. I know. Um, so, <laughs> we're back at the police station. You know, she's doing the white... The wife's the fucking hero in this one. Let's be honest, though. Well, you could make the argument somewhere towards the film... Uh, another turning point is that it now has drifted from Kent and is a sur- it's a survival piece for Meg. Meg and Jack. Right. You got to think the well, little, little boy. Take care of my, my child. Well, does he though? Well, young Young Jack's getting bullied at school. That's later, but. Fucking nerd. Stand up for yourself. He does. Then he gets beat up. Um, I wanted to say, so the cinematography was Matthew Santos. Um, throughout the, well, throughout the film, he didn't just do my favorite shot. Anyway, he now is basically in good hands working on Spider-Man and fucking, it's just, I like it when people stay loyal, Tyler. I like it when you bring along the same crew. It doesn't happen that often. So I like to seize it. This is like your third time on my show, man. I get it. You're always invited. What? What? Oh, no, you're not talking about that. (laughs) No, like Adam Sandler's known for always bringing... As much of yeah. his similar crew as he can. And I think uh, we have talked about them on your show before. Radio Silence yep. likes to bring their crew along. Can I just really yeah. quick say how fucking excited I am that Nev Campbell is back for Scream 5. I don't care how you personally feel. I I couldn't watch it without her. You know, Samara Weaving was supposed to be in Scream 5, though, but couldn't do the schedule conflicts. Yeah, eat it, Sean, bitch. What if doesn't mean anything? It's just that I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. I just, I'm so tired of the fucking. Well, you know, well, Scream we're getting 4, them all back. Nostalgia, right, boys? I just, I... well, you know, Scream Four was supposed to be another trilogy. Sure, whatever. The first one, fun fact. I mean, it's not even that I don't like the movies. It's just when you have stuff out there like in Pedagore. Or whatever, man. There is original content out there, and I don't. 
get this obsession. And oh, I could go either way, dude. I, I literally, <laughs> literally make an Avengers 19 and I will go see it. I don't, I'm weird. That's the, but I just, I know you're excited and I know the fans are excited. Fucking Nick over at Cryptease, shameless pro, plug for him. He's just, ah, right, buddy. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. I don't know why. But he, you know, I, I get everyone's excitement to it. I just, I don't know. I, the first one was, what it needed to be and that's where it needed to to end because i just thought it was we hadn't seen anything like that before yeah and that's a tough thing you know it's like last crusade dude like oh you thought the fourth indiana jones sucked shocker dude because it was never going to be better than the cup of christ in immortal life i'm sorry that's how i feel about scream in a lot of senses (laughs) so we're in the woods and uh (laughs) There's a Boy but, Scout. But here's the thing. I did I did express my love. I wasn't shitting on No, you weren't. I expressed my love for you just weren't. how strong I feel the first one is. You know? It's I, a classic. It's probably my favorite horror movie of all time. In This is a story that you did not know about me and a story that I would never tell on my own show. Oh, that's right. It's going to be up. Um, I We had a backyard wrestling league um, when we were in high school. Okay. And people would act like... Uh, principals and teachers would show up to our pay-per-views. <laughs> oh, dude, shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, it got out of control. I was, uh, my name was Sadist. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And I wore a scream mask for the entire mass, uh, match. A, a scream mask, black t-shirt, and ripped blue jeans. That's fucking sick. Because I just thought scream was so cool, man. And I was like, I got to fucking <laughs> i gotta incorporate that into my fucking wrestling i was i am shit while well, shit now i'm shit today but that's a funny story for you that's a that's a true story i can't tell you how many times i got clothesline good and the mask would just fly off kayfabe real kayfabe <laughs> and masks are supposed to stay on at one of the pay-per-views i like took my time putting him back on because everybody was laughing and so i you know you got to join them you can't you got to laugh at the situation doesn't matter if you're in high school you got to show it doesn't bother you but, you know, I took my time to put the sadist mask back on. I do think that's one of my favorite. Speaking of wrestling, I think that was one of my favorite memories of us, you and me, working together is we would just put everybody on the list. They deserve to be there, though. Yeah, yeah stupid idiot. And now, all these years later, not even in the same wrestlers league. Nope. Uh, is that, I'm sorry, for your podcast, is the... Is the AEW any good? I mean, I love. I'll I'll follow Jericho wherever he goes, but I don't watch wrestling anymore. I haven't in quite some time. It's it has better writing. I haven't watched it in a few months. But is NXT still like the best, like most entertaining to watch? No, AEW has beat NXT in ratings. And I forget about that. I'm talking about what you see. Depends on the week. All right. Depends on the week. I do. I do think the uh, that. Uh, Orange Cassidy lad's pretty funny. Oh man, he is. He's that's a good gimmick. I he, like that. It's so good. All they right. just had a mimosa match with Jericho. I didn't understand what that was all about. Yeah, I, saw I didn't watch it yet, but on the news feed and went. Uh, uh, so that sounds to me like if you get dumped in that, you win. You lose. Yeah, I know, but well, but you, but it's a yeah, mimosa. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I th- I was confused at the premise. <laughs> Like, I get fucking when you have to fight the great Kali in a fucking Ugh. 
what do they call it? A Punjabi, yeah, Punjabi uh, death match. He he wasn't even in there. He just came at the end to help Jinder Mahal. But this is he could walk pretty good. No, he can't. Um, <laughs> he's a great collie. Is a clown in its own right. All right, so we are Doink back. the clown. <laughs> now we're coming full circle. That's where our love for clowns, uh, like we we were confused because we. I don't know about you. I rooted for Doink. So Doink was before my time in his prime. Me, my first introduction to clowns that I can remember was actually Bozo the Clown at our Lucas County Fair. We got to throw the ball and he would just... You want to know how old I am? I used to watch Bozo on TV. So did my mom. Jesus. How old How old's your mom? Is she single? She is single. (laughs) Stay away from her. Oh my God. (laughs) So we're at the we're in the woods and a uh, fucking boy oh, scout. Oh, that's right. We're just talking yeah. about clowns. <laughs> we trailed off quite a bit, but that's all right. Welcome back. Uh, we're in the woods and there is a fucking boy scout, a chubby boy scout. There naturally had to be a boy scout in the woods as he scampered off. Naturally, well, of course. And the you know and he didn't... that stupid lad hears a little rustling in the bushes and like, oh, I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, he's a boy <laughs> scout. He's not scared of anything. But uh, You're right, because have... you got to be scared of your counselor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we <laughs> nothing can be worse than what happened forty-five minutes earlier after s'mores. Man, <laughs> god damn it! We made our own s'mores with a little black kid down the street. Ah, <laughs> uh, the camp counselor told us to do it, man. I can't. Is... I told you I was on one before you got here. This uh, is when Kent. Got his first taste of flesh. Just the finger, just the tip. It is just the tip. It was. It is just the tip. He, in the in the lad. I mean, stupid though it may be, nice lad because he's like, I'm hungry. Like that's yeah, all he, he offers says. him food. God forbid he asks for you know help or anything. He offers him food, and the nice lad gives him the food, and he goes and he bites his fucking hand off. Yeah. But but they're both scared, which I think is a nice little uh, going back to Eli Roth's uh, character study is that they both kind of freak out. Like he, he bites off his fucking fingers, but they're both like, and and (laughs) bail, you know? And then, uh, but like you said, it's, it's child flesh that he desires. Desires. And uh, so this is probably the, again, I think another turning point of the film is when uh, Meg looks through the book of Cloyne and you kind of see something change in her. Like, okay, maybe he's not crazy. Maybe something is actually happening. Well, yeah, because that I could tell that my my husband was more than crazy. Because there's a scene, I don't know, minutes prior where she's telling the dad, like, He's scared because she's like, because the dad goes full on like end the marriage. (laughs) The dad's like, I'm taking the kids. I'm taking you. He's always been a bum. I don't, you know, and it and she's like, no, fucking. Well, she tells dad to scram. And that's when we kind of know, like, okay, she's on his side. And she flat out tells him. I I can kind of understand that. Like, you know, no, nobody's going to be good for your for your little girl. I guess I can. No, he was being a prick. <laughs> he was being a prick. He's a real estate agent. It looks like they were living pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like they were in a shithole. They weren't in a double wide. I, I could maybe I could understand it that, but that it was just a suburban. Like, why is he a bum all of a sudden? Right. Like, and not to mention, he saved the fucking day as Dumbo the clown. He saved his kid's birthday party. That's true. What a shit dad. You know who didn't? Pogo. Who? Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking 
Pogo the fucking clown. Double booked. Oh, man. So what she if? tells him to scram, and now Kent is mortified in a truck stop bathroom. I thought something else was going to happen here, and it didn't. Uh, another another kiddo was going to get... Oh, well, I just thought Seabass from fucking Dumb and Dumber was going to show up and knock on the door for a good time at 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, no, he the a school bus of children on a field trip show up to... So fucking bu- uh, buffet. We actually... Is this the part... Hold on. I was trying to do this as much as note-free that I could. No. This is where he starts vomiting blood. So we went from the brown shit, and this is the first time we see him vomiting blood is actually in this truck stop bathroom. Yeah. So then he's even more terrified. Um, and then, you know, he, he gets kids. There's kids. He's getting bu- bubble guts again. He's getting hungry. Um, runs out... And the, the the voices that he hears outside are finally like we're all in on the consuming him. Yeah. Like the way that the sound editing is, it's he's like, You must fight <laughs> you must fight to get out of this. Eating children is bad, you can tell is taking over his body. And uh so he's I mean, he was pretty smart. He goes he goes to a, a listing to hide out and oh, hold on a second. Here's some nerd shit for you that this was just on my own fucking my own curiosity in the bathroom stall um, when the kids come in or whatever because a little chubby one pokes his head over and is like oh, he screams yeah yeah, yeah screams at him and he bails he doesn't eat any children for those at home yet yes. um on the bathroom stall it says get a real job it says R E E L and I was like okay now this could just be. We're in the movies, guys. Yeah. Getting a real job. Um, if you Google it, it's a very popular book. Yeah, I went. Oh, really? I went kind of nerdy. Um, called "Get a Real Job: Finding Your First Job in the Film Industry" by uh, Philip Nemi. Nemi. And I guess my question, because there's no talks about it in the bonus features or anything like that, I just was wondering if they're making fun of Phil or Phil help them get into the film industry. But then if you think about it longer, that couldn't possibly be true because John Watts created a fake trailer and got Eli oh, Ross yeah. attention. So I wonder if they were like your book shit. You don't fucking, I don't know. It was just a, I was watching it and I saw, I was looking at what was written, you know, does there like, um, that fucking Terry's my, niece she loves movie <laughs> i love terry whatever but yeah get a real job so i had a moment where i was like i mean if i did what john did i would probably think that i would wipe my ass with that book <laughs> <laughs> so just a nerd thing that's awesome yeah i because there's nothing like i i definitely i did pause it there's nothing of substance or i probably missed the thing that they wanted me to see yeah <laughs> they were like no we had fucking eli roth forever because we fucking love eli roth didn't you see it no i didn't i saw get a real job by philip nemi and then i was like this is because i, I it, when i first saw what it was i was like you can't write a book about how to get into the film industry that would, that would be a goose so I wonder if they thought the same thing. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying fuck you, Phil. I'm wondering, hey, Phil, if you're listening, I'm wondering if they said fuck you. So if you can help us get a job in the film industry. you know that <laughs> I don't want one from you, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> well, after Phil, we meet Robbie. 
a sweet young lad. Who's Robbie? Robbie's a little boy that he meets when he goes into the like a apartment hotel room. Oh yeah, we had a, a nice little uh, public transit ride in the interim where he had yeah. to take the bus, and of course everyone's looking at him. He looks like a hobo clown. Well, if you notice the. Uh, we're starting to get some makeup effects here. Mm-hmm. Like, they're subtle. But the cuts on his eyes yep. and his mouth have started to appear. It's very subtle at this point. It doesn't go full yet. But um, just what a... I don't know. I just and thought like it was his, a great his, idea. His face is becoming more white from the makeup that he tried to get off. Mm-hmm. And uh, almost kind of scaly like the suit. And so we meet Robbie. And, you know... Once he sees another kid, he gets hungry again. You hear the little stomach gurgling. Robbie's being a sweet little boy, offering all these types of treats. Tells him to go away. And one of my favorite scenes from this film is he's he calls Meg. He says he's sorry, but this is the only way. And then he sticks a fucking gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Sitting in the bathtub. In the bathtub. But now what's great about this Phil, or this shot is you'd think it'd be bread from blood. No, it is confetti-colored. It's like confetti birthday cake batter. Yeah. I, I want to say blood, but it's it's not. It First time I saw this caught me so off guard. Yeah. Made me so happy. And especially the decision to hold it as if we're like watching fucking Scorsese Taxi Driver yep. uncomfortable because it's one shot, one one shot, no movement from his fucking neck up, yep. and you have them brains splatted all over the wall, eh? Well, and and uh, right before that too, he takes off his coat, and we see that the the suit has tightened mm-hmm. around his body mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's that bullshit story that uh, fucking Bert told him about how his body heat is fucking. Yeah, that's what he first tells him. He's like, "Oh, don't don't worry about the suit. We're gonna get you off that off you real soon. Just right after you know the fucking temperature change." And once the uh, once the gunshot to the head doesn't work, because he comes back. Yeah, he goes to a hardware store. We hold store. that shot from oh, death ten, to coming back. And ten, fifteen seconds. Great, like, so great. That's my. So we were talking about my favorite shot of the yeah. film. That's my favorite shot of the film when they hold that when he's dead because I just think if that is not everything that this movie is, I don't know what to tell you. You see, fucking, it's goofy, downright goofy yeah. to see cake batter splattered all but over. But how great it. did that that contrast look from the porcelain white wall? Perfect, like perfect, popped, perfect. And I, like I said, I think it serves as a metaphor for the movie. So uh, once once his suicide, very dark but funny, <laughs> didn't work out. Well, here's something darker. Um, he you know, uh, Bert says at the beginning, the only way is beheading the the cloying. So he goes Loin to a hardware store. Hardware store and buys two hand saws, a cement shoes, sits in the back of a chair, and we think he's gonna lean back and it's just a makeshift kill thing. And, I, I did and how make... gnarly did it look though? Like Operation Makeshift Guillotine, like is what he embarks on. Fuck, dude. Because just just imagine if I couldn't. I think it's very clever. Well, it is, but to say something <laughs> fucked up. Like, and it didn't work on how you wanted it. Like, it was too... I mean, you're going to die regardless, but how quick are you going to die? 
Are you going to sit there in agony or is it going to be quick? But it's neither of those things. I would go, like, try to fucking... I'd steal a convertible and then, like, <laughs> drive under a semi or something. Full speed so that the fucking back of the semi just takes off my fucking head. What's that lady's name? Was, like, Doris Day or something like that? The fucking B version of Marilyn Monroe. Same thing happened to her. Oh, no shit. There's my history lesson for the day. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's her name, so don't... don't I, I don't think that was the one. Um, but She was, like, the sleazy version of Marilyn Monroe... When Marilyn Monroe was considered sleazy, so if you can, oh wow, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. she was like, "I'll fucking show you titties and fucking make blowjob remarks." Yeah, Marilyn Monroe was Marilyn Monroe was like the. This the is all about sleazy. this is all the week. I got us here by thinking I would just drive under a fucking semi. I would convertible take my fucking because I would have to do it clean. What fucking Kent's planning to do is not going to be in the cards. Nope. And he's so hesitant about it. He should like, be. Ob- it's a terrible plan. It is a terrible plan. Well, look what happens. <laughs> he's hesitant. He falls. The corner of the chair hits. Well, something. no, the kid fucking jostly like startles him. So he, he doesn't... was startled to begin with. Well, he was startled, but he like rocks up. So dumbass Robbie from before is like, hey, clown, banging on the door, and then ultimately comes in because, like, you were fucking invited. And <laughs> yeah, you Kent's were invited like, to my suicide. It, what the fuck? Yeah, no shit. No one was, goddammit. And, and Kent's like, oh, fuck, the kid, and kind of, like, rolls off to the side of his Operation Makeshift guillotine, yeah. and they both start sputtering on the floor while it catches the floor and... goes. Saw goes right through Robbie. Yep. Like clean. All you see is a still shot of the blade hit the bloody blade hit the wall, and then him just drop. Quick shot. So so cheap. And uh, <laughs> and effective too. Yeah, he, he don't waste no time. He hungry. We eating today, baby. We eating good. It is implied that he's gonna eat the child, but I think we kind of get a curveball. It may even be. Oh yeah, we get a curveball directly after that because Meg shows up. A little bit later, after yeah. the buzz saw goes through. Well, because she's going through all the listings he has to try and find them, which was smart of her to think of that. I smart wonder. of her to think of that, but in terms of the timeline of the story, <laughs> don't tell me she drove all those places. Well, there's only and like three or four. I swear, if you say so. But she shows up, and the curveball that I was talking about is that he's talking to her through the door. Ken is. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe he didn't eat the food. We- we didn't see him eat the child. You know, we maybe, you know, whatever. And after she convinces him to come out and he's going to go home, then that's when we see the bones picked dry of little Robbie, which, why the fuck? Meg, you have to go in there for your husband. But she didn't. She, she just didn't. stayed outside and let him come to her. And it's not like he was even persistent of, like, let's go. He was like, well, yeah, he was. He was like, I want, I want to go home. He was scared. He was. He, I mean, yeah. I mean, he just ate a fucking kid. <laughs> he was hungry. He was hungry. You know, motherfucker got eat. Um. So after they get what's him, what's his plan? Home, what's his plan? Oh, you were about to say. I'm yeah. Sorry. So his plan is just tie me up, tie me up, so I can't hurt anybody anymore. So they tie him up in the basement, and you don't know. listen to anything I say. Don't listen to anything oh, yeah, yeah. Dumbo says. I, Don't listen why, to anything. Why? You're on my show. Why would I not Dumbo listen to what you're saying? Says. And, He's Dumbo uh, the Clown. You know, it's Dumbo revealed, is taking over. Well, we didn't mention this at the very beginning. It's revealed that Meg is pregnant. Yeah, why didn't I? I totally have it in my notes, too. So do I. Um, 
Yeah, she's pregnant. And then, uh, you know, they, she wants them to get better so they're going to be a happy family. And then she goes to the hospital to meet, to talk to Herbert himself. Um, and little Jack gets bullied when he leaves home. He does get he bullied. for home. But what, what we find out and what she confronts Herbert with is that he himself wore the suit. Because there's a picture. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Very crucial plot point I seem to have overlooked. Yes. And... Uh, He's talking like Kanye from the hospital bed. He doesn't give her much. Through the wire. He does not give her much. No, he just says, get it off him, and starts panicking like a... I think it's also his jaws wired shut, too, so he can't really talk. Yeah, but he does start, like, seizing when he's like, tell me where he is. Anyway. So, yeah, he he won't tell her how she got it off. So she, again, smart, goes to the Carlson house to find answers. And then we come across this this, mechan- this chair mechanism that locks in place. And then yeah, we find it's this very video camera. hostile. Yeah. Oh, hostile. I get it. It makes sense. Mm. I didn't even mean to do that one. <laughs> in fact, the the route that I was going to go with it is I I was going. I didn't make the Eli Roth connection when I said it. In my head, I was thinking of the Asian girl strapped to the chair in Hostel. Gotcha. But actually, what I was going to say from a dialogue standpoint was not it's a hostile environment. I didn't mean it like H-O-S-T-I-L-E. I meant it H-O-S-T-E-L. <laughs> so I completely missed a lot of things there. It's all right. But I made the joke, which is weird. I feel Full like circle. that's a metaphor for my life. Like shit will happen. I'm like, how the fuck did we get to this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Meg, like anybody, she, she plays, presses play on the camera and we just see this, this full fledged cloin as good as we can. Is a demon. You see a devil. Correct. You see a devil demon. And it, what a great choice to do the grainy, shitty fucking, uh, video footage. It's like green and shit. Well, and that's the thing I was going to bring up is they don't, they don't say, the time frame that Bert was possessed by by this cloin. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Yeah, we're keeping pretty good time up with. Uh, we have the movie playing in the background as talking points. I I've have my back to it. I so I don't. But see, I don't want to. I can't because then I'll be like, <laughs> oh, and then this. Anyway, I'm sorry. But then we see, you know, uh, the doctor. Well, we find out he's a doctor, or Bert's brother was a doctor, and the reason why. Bert was wearing the clown suit was trying to make kids happy before they died. Yeah, because uh, Martin, Martin yep. the, the dead brother. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Marty's way cooler. <laughs> and uh, so so Marty, the dead the dead brother, actually ran a cancer ward for yep. children. And I thought that I thought it was a nice twist that Bert put it on. And they got it off as opposed to you could have went a much more sinister route and Mart Marty put it on to consume the children. Right. Which is a cool which would be I mean, it's still I would I'd be like, Oh, that's fucking dark. But something I just thought of, both men put this on to do something good. They did. So what it tells me is just don't be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, no, obviously I'm joking. But uh, are you though? Yes, I'm somewhat. Um, but we got 
we got while this coin is tied up, we see Marty bring a child, which makes you think that he is uh, he's following the lore to save his brother. One child for every month of winter. That's when we find out what happens. These children that are close to death, he sacrifices them to the demon. We've, and I mean, now it adds another layer to the depth of the demon, mm-hmm. I think. And we finally, we got to see, quote unquote, the cloin. And it's almost its full transformation, but we only got a whiff of it. Yep. Like the, the, the choice to shoot it the way that they did um, was very jump scare tactic E, um, which they actually did. She when she initially looks into the camera, like a presence walks through, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Right. And she snaps up real quick, and then we obviously see the demon unfold um, down there. So Meg's got some information. Yep, basically, she's got some of the tools. So then, dumbass Jack gets bullied at school again, runs home, and wouldn't you know it? Oh, finds Daddy Dumbo. Dumbo locked in the basement. And, of course, he's full Dumbo now, folks. He's going, just come help your dad. And you're like, that's not. Super manipulative. Yeah, that's not your dad anymore. But I do like how we see a little bit of Kent shine in this. And I think it's perfectly played by. uh, I think there's so many people. uh, Every actor in this is so good in it. Yeah. That. What's fucking, what is Kent's name? Andy something? Yeah, Andy Powers. Um, He's telling dad slash dumbo why he's coming home. And when he mentions the bullies, fucking, he goes full dad and dumbo at at the the same same, time. Like, it's dark. And it's all in the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, who who bullied you? And right before that, too, which is, uh, I I think, uh, a decent thing to bring up is we see Demo cough up a bone, a bloody mm-hmm. bone. Um, Boy Scout. Was it the Boy or, Scout or, or was it Robbie? You're right. You're Robbie. right. It's Robbie. Um, Fucking Robbie. So, yeah, Demo slash dad is manipulating Jack. Jack lets him go. Yeah, fucking Jack. Uh, I mean, you knew he was gonna. Well, yeah, but again, if I saw my dad like that, I'd... Probably would just fucking run. I mean, I don't. You haven't seen your dad in so long. It's been a few months. You know? Why? Did you say months? No, no. It's been forever. Um. <laughs> so, Meg runs home. Thinks Jack's in trouble. Jack's safe because she gets a call that Jack wasn't at school. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a kid riding on a bike that turns out to be one of the bullies. He's playing his video games. Playing has got... Kid, this just shows video games kill kids. That's one way to interpret this particular sequence coming. Well, he was playing Call of Duty. Viol- video game violence causes death in children. His death was caused by a demonic creature. No, no, because if you think about it, what happens... What had happened was... What had happened was is his friends... On the headset, are talking about what Colton did while Dumbo is in the house. Dumbo can hear everything. The, he was gonna smack him in the face with the glue to make him look like a fucking clown. And then, fucking 
practical effects abound. There that what I can say about this movie is the practical effects that were done outweigh the really bad CG. But I blood. think that they use the CG in the, obviously you know how I it's feel very about subtle CG. Yeah, so it's like like the car sequence is probably perhaps my most eh moment only because American Werewolf in London existed in mm-hmm. the 80s. How we, we come on boys, we can do a hand uh, a longing yeah, elongation. Is but they could have easily done the the cloying transformation when we get to it in CG, but they didn't. Um, you know the the CG I'm talking about is the the blood on a blanket that's covering something later on in the movie that I noticed was awful. Um, like some blood splatter looked really bad. But again, low budget movie, so I get it. But the practical effects outweigh. And when he when Dumbo is moving in on Colton, just the dead look in his eyes is terrifying. No pun intended. It is the acting of Andy. It is the costume design. It is the makeup department. Because there's something about the way that the makeup on his face with his eyes is downright terrifying. It's an off-color white, and so is his eye. So is his eyes at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. There's no way that I could explain it intelligently. Every part of filmmaking exists in that moment that you're talking about because this is, yeah, that noir shot that I was talking about earlier after the accident with Bert, like he's starting to become dumbo, but in that moment he is 100% dumbo, and it is, as you said, fucking terrifying. (laughs) So fucking... Ooh. So we after that we're back at the McCoy residence. Yeah, Mag races home to get Jack. Why the fuck do you? Or no, no, we're we're leaving now. I think yeah. is the is the thing. And uh, remember, way back in the beginning of this podcast, when we were talking about um, the shadow dog eating the nose, eating the nose. Well, there's a couple times it's peppered throughout this film. Like first, it's the barking when he's first home on the couch. Like the dog's barking yeah. crazily, and he's like, "What the fuck are you barking about?" And then uh, I think somewhere midway through the film, the dog is acting kind of strange. Now he's come full Resident Evil dog. He's a he comes. Dog. He's a cloying dog, <laughs> and he charges at Meg. Yep. Only two. Oh, be beheaded by. Old Bert with a machete out of nowhere. Yeah. And, uh, we see, Meg, you were fucked up earlier. What well, the? What's, what's fucked up is Meg shrieking out, you just killed my fucking dog. Well, your dog almost killed you. I saved the day. Yeah. Um. But let's talk about the, the effects here, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking. So he cuts the dog's head off. We get a full prosthetic, I think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's prosthetic. Melted. Uh, oh, yeah. dog head yeah, yeah. and we get the cake batter that we have learned to love earlier in the film yep. which is the substitute for blood yep. at this point and the dog's head does a very you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of the death of stripe in gremlins oh yeah i thought that it was when i i did some research and they were trying to mimic uh 
a, a shot in one of the Evil Dead movies too. Um, okay, yeah. So yep, I see that. Uh, and you know, I I feel like as any horror fan or any like human being, you know what? I know exactly what shot they're talking about. They're talking about when uh, Ash has gone full white eyed. Fucking. It would be an Evil Dead too, then. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is this the only time that it, you feel like it'd be acceptable to kill a dog? Hundred percent. Fuck that dog. Like you know. Fuck that dog. And just so we're clear, what type of person you're in the room with? If a dog, I'm not even going to say the species of dog because I think it's a bullshit. So I guess maybe we are on the right side of this. Any dog that clamps their head on to a child or whatever, like that. Sorry, that the dog's going down. Yeah. Well, it was scared. Well, it had its jaws around the head <laughs> of my daughter. So. Yeah. But yeah, in that moment, I mean, <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Some like that's not the shadow that we know from no. earlier. Like I'm like, wait a minute, I've been petting you all my life. Now your eyes are white, and you are snarling at me. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know you are operating on animal instinct. I'm gonna have to like put my feelings aside, put well, my pet shit to the side. Well, because there's no way to even say if they were to detain them, if it would break out of a kennel or whatnot. It's got coin strength. That's right. Um, so and yeah, Meg, we're proving a point. Beheading it kills re- it. Removing the head or destroying the brain. Sean like a, like a, I know you hate that movie. I don't know why you quote it all the time. It's quite possibly, <laughs> people always ask me, "Is that your favorite zombie film?" No, no, that is one of my favorite films of all time. I think it's a good one. Anything Edgar Wright touches with perhaps the exception of Baby Driver, which is still super strong in its own right, the most rewatchable movies ever in terms of, like, can I, will I, and have I, and can I watch Jaws more than Hot Fuzz? Yes. There is so much little shit in Hot Fuzz. The oh, there's so much to unpack Shaun in Hot of the Fuzz. Dead, where you're just like... My God, the the attention to detail in this is whatever. So for the it, greater good, no one asked. Shaun of the Dead. I don't. I don't know if it's my favorite movie, zombie movie. I've never really thought about it, but it's sure as shit in my twenty. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It is a good one. They're making a sequel. Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm making that up. I hope not. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> uh, when you did say it, like my heart kind of like went. <laughs> wait, wait. I hope not, but they are. I believe the three are getting back. To, I, I believe they're getting back to the, the the band together soon. Didn't they do Slaughterhouse Rules or something? No, no, that was not Edgar Wright. Okay, and in fact, well, I did a show on I. Those of you listening to the podcast, obviously, I just told you how much I love Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, and Edgar Wright. If you wanted to listen to the review I did on Slaughterhouse, perhaps do it after you watch the film because well, that's I'm what I not do for all your shows. going to be doing it any fate. Well, no, this is still when I was very much not ruining stuff. I think I I gave that up a few shows ago. I just I just talk about what I see, but um, there I was very underwhelmed for Slaughterhouse. Really? Soup, dude, I, and maybe. No, because I, I fucking knew that Edgar Wright had nothing to do with it. I don't I don't know why. Like, I thought Nick Frost was, 
used properly but not enough and i thought i don't know there to me that is the proverbial we're gonna throw a bunch of shit on the wall and see what the fuck sticks and we're gonna kind of i don't know i wasn't wasn't my favorite not a bad not a bad flick um it was like it was like Shaun of the Dead meets Attack the Block. Oh. And unfortunately, I don't think that you can combine those two. I'm not saying that you can't have a zombie alien movie. Yeah, but... But it's... in that tone that, that Shaun of the Dead is in, I think Slaughterhouse tried to incorporate a lot of that, and it just didn't... Because there's also a lot of political grandstanding in it, like the... The, the aliens come up because they're drilling for oil. So there's this very political subtext of like drilling's bad. And gotcha. They definitely talk about that. And it's kind of like, so do you want me to laugh like Shaun of the Dead? Do you want me to be thrilled like Attack the Block? Or do you, is this an activist? Like, I, I was just very confused. So there's a lot to unpack, a lot going on. I just didn't, but it didn't play right. Gotcha. We've learned something here today. <laughs> well, so, do you have any idea how many people probably listen to your show and never even heard of Slaughterhouse Rules? Uh, all ten of you out there, let me know if you've heard <laughs> of uh, Slaughterhouse Rules. Well, I'll give you two more. <laughs> One of them's me. So we got Carlson. Uh, he He's telling Meg the, the story, how he found the suit and how his brother had saved him for smuggling children. And uh, then they go on a hunt. They go on a hunt for for Dumbo, and where do they end up, Sean? Oh, another buffet such of a sorts. Great choice. Yep. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Where, if you had to ask yourself, where a clown would go to blend in and also get his feast on, what would you think? A you, playground. Not a bad. That not a bad one. A zoo. I think that would come up as like ding four if we were playing whatever that game is that Steve um, Harvey hosts. Okay, okay, give me another Family chance. Family Feud. Uh, a birthday party. Sure, but where? <sighs> Major Magics. <laughs> <laughs> That's a local one that you guys don't need. Chuck do a e. fastball by him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. As soon as I, I vividly remember the first time I was watching it. As soon as I was like, oh. Fuck! Well, great. Yep. This is this is stupendous. I know that's sick because we're talking about children being murdered. But I was I was so giddy. So if you don't <laughs> if you don't know what Chuck E. Cheese is, I don't because I don't know if that's like a national chain type thing. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay, it's a fun. No, it's major magics that people yeah, yeah, went. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I didn't know if Chuck E. Cheese was local to us only or not. But it's it's a fun zone. <laughs> major magic and Cusars. Cusar laser tag. I haven't been there in forever. Yeah, you'd eat the pizza and then you'd go. Actually, no, you'd go fucking run yourself ragged in Cusar and then you'd go stuff yourself fucking <laughs> fat with major uh, magics. So yeah, we're at a fun zone, and again, just like the school bus, this is a buffet for a clown. So many options of children to eat, and uh, no, we're at Chuck E. Cheese, not Discovery Zone. Okay, well, whatever, man. <laughs> um, so a kid jumps into a ball pit, and this is where it's that like was another Toledo reference. Oh shit. <laughs> He's like, somebody pissed, because, like, you know, there's always these myths for the ball pits that kids piss, heroin needles, you know, mm-hmm. never cool shit like that when I was growing up. Um, they always say you got to be like, a you snake? watch out for that shit. I never, no, 
I, I just can't ever, like, my parents would be like, Sean, always, like, three feet away yeah, from no, me. They, they would never tell me, happened. go on the ball pit and leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to go have, we're going to knock some beers back because yeah. Chucky offers fucking Bud Light on tap. So we have some BLs. <laughs> so a kid jumps into the ball pit. Ew, shit. somebody peed in here. But no, it wasn't piss. He's got a bloody sock. Well, yeah, and in a subtle touch, he has a bloody, stock, a bloody sock. But here, I, I'll, I'll go darker with you, Tyler. I think he does smell piss because someone has evacuated themselves during oh, death. Fair. So, or it's just maybe because the filmmakers like, didn't it always smell like piss in the ball pits? <laughs> and they would also be right. <laughs> That's true, because those, those don't get cleaned that often. But I would argue it, it could be the latter. Well, not if you put the, the piss because someone evacuated themselves to death because he had the bloody sock. So if, if uh, would this be child number three? What would we Two say? Two or three. Because, you know, five. Um, and then we got this kid, no-name kid. Yeah. We didn't, like, no one ever introduced who he was, uh, looking for this kid named Greg, and he's going through the fucking crawling tunnels, and I thought these shots were very good. They're dark. They're ominous in their own right. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense in the terms of where they're at, but yet, kind of like I said, like, right from the jump of this podcast, where it's an interesting choice that I still I don't even know if I quite understand, but it's still effective. Yeah. This is another thing where these tunnels, first of all, you're in a super bright area. Yeah. The, the tunnels are bright colors and blah, 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 and you make this decision to make it. It was almost like we were entering a cave yeah. of the cloin. Yeah. You know, and. Oh, I didn't even think about it because he came from the mountaintop and everything. That's a good... Well, I, in terms of how it felt, I just, again, was like, okay, we all know that this is not what, like, unless Chuck E. Cheese just, like, fucking shut the lights off yeah. in this particular... But, um, yeah, no, I, so, again, I'm long-winded, but I'm agreeing with you that it's very tense as the kid is looking for his friend Greg yeah. through the tunnels and the way that they choose to do it and light it. It doesn't make it any less and easy. And it feels very claustrophobic. Super claustrophobic. Um, and here's the thing. If you're the cinematographer during that, oh, dude. there's you there's your wall to wall in that motherfucker with the camera and you're right. just like you guys can't see at home, but I'm just exuding what your body would have to do in a fucking tunnel. You look tunnel like you're seizing out. Because cause this is 2014. We don't have the, the little fucking 4K da-da-da. They yeah. don't exist yet. You so know? those big honkers. Right. Like... 50 pound piece this of wasn't damien chazelle experimenting on his iphone um so while greg while this kid's looking Soderberg for greg first though uh he, he's warned by this little girl don't go up there right and well you know and like while, while he's crawling there's blood stained tunnels excuse me he doesn't notice them and uh, he finally comes across greg well he thinks he found greg he thinks he does but then like he gets whipped Goes to go see what the fuck's going on. We see the clown. Distracts him. There's nice little subtle touches of blood on the walls in the tunnel here. Yeah. Handprints. And uh, he actually gives up the kill of Greg, right? Yeah, to turn on No Name. Yep. And uh, this is when we get Greg going down a slide. But shortly after that, you have a bucket of blood just dumped in a severed arm. Right before that, though, we see half his body thrown yes. through. And again, 
how you're using cinematography to lighten the severity of a situation. What is always funny when you watch the moving images, moving pictures? That's, uh, that seems like a vague question. Don't worry, audience. I'm, I'm getting there. You want to know what's funny is when you see something go frame to frame real quick. Whether it, I mean, it could be scary. Sometimes it's funny. You know, the man does a funny walk and he walks across the frame and then he's out of the frame. We, I think, to to throw the torso through the tunnel the way they did, where it kind of catches you off guard. It comes from from the right side of the frame and like hits smack dab almost in the middle to, to the left side. Yeah. It, it adds an element of humor to it. Not like I'm not talking knee slapper because at this point we're all like, oh fuck, you know, but. The choice of just a hunk of meat essentially yeah. being thrown from what I don't know. I kind of went, <laughs> yeah, that kid's dead. <laughs> and just uh, I also wanted to make it a point to say on the on your show, um, I've said it many times on my show. All women and children need to die all the time in horror films. So I just to make it a little more real, I. I don't know. I mean, okay, so John Wick's dog gets killed, and and that's why we are like, yeah, you need to kill all those mm-hmm. Russians, right? Well, it does add a little, like, I do, I think, subconsciously. I mean, even though I'm laughing um, externally, subconsciously, I'm going, well, he's he's killed quite a few kids here he's he's got to go yeah you know so um and so by this point like seeing something like that as given how i like things and and my love for little you know the technical side of i was just going (laughs) and then happens the 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 slide of blood that follows it. I just, I was a kid in a candy store during these sequences and we segued into a very creepy black light. Yeah. Fucking play, uh, playhouse or whatever you want to call it. A fucking maze, a mystery maze, a giallo maze. Giallo. <laughs> um, but this is when like, you know, Meg meets like can see the actual changes going on in Kent. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she believes him. She wants to help. Um, you know. Well, this is where Meg meets the demon. Yeah, I was. Yep, I was just about to bring that up. So I'm they're sorry. ambushed. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're all right. Uh, they're ambushed by Carlson because he's just trying to behead, behead Kent to get this over with. Yep. And, uh, and of course, fails again. Dude, just you had two fucking like you had him drugged. You knew you were going to do it. Why is he still laying there? Yeah, why would you wait for him to wake up? Oh, shit. And uh, so she thinks she's talking with Kent, which, again, this is kind of what you said. She kind of was. And then it just switches. She's talking to the demon. The mm. demon gives her an ultimatum. Yep. What's uh, that ultimatum? She, he, it says, I need one well, other I don't child. Know if it's a she, he, it's just a demon. Yeah. Uh, it's, I need a child. I need one more. Or I'm coming after I need after a child. Boy. You need a baby boy. She'll take any any uh, anybody or he'll or, take Jack. Yep. Yep. Like, or is Jack. And what a and, and I was thinking about this, like what a situation to be put in. This is where the, the movie switches what I'm saying is that we, we go from Kent's struggle with the suit to Mama Bird's gotta protect the nest. Right. And it it's weird because I don't I'm now feeling more for Meg. And I'm kind of just like, 
Clint, uh, uh, cancel launch gloss cost. The yeah. Dumbo's gone. Which I shouldn't be thinking because we, I mean, if we just get one more fucking kid, we can get that costume off and we can go home. Right. So, But then it's like, you know, say that does happen, you have to live with this conscience of you sacrifice a child to save your own. You're doesn't stop sa- Meg, though. She scoops someone. She does. <laughs> but, you know, that's where... To be fair, it came into her lap. It did. It perfectly. Yeah. Um, but Conveniently. With, you know... But she cops out. She can't do... Well, she does it. Well, she, yeah. So she. So this one kid comes up. I was at your guys' birthday party. My parents are gone. First of all, fuck your parents. Yeah. Like, what shitty it? parents. Yeah, no shit. So Meg's just like, well, I mean, I guess it's God saying that I have to abduct her because <laughs> she's just right here. She needs her out. So Meg goes to this spot, which another thing, too... Oh, their the, spots. Their spots. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's apparently we don't... There's no backstory or context to this, but apparently wherever maybe Meg and Kent got romantic, which I thought was eerie. Yeah, it looks like a Lover's Lane-esque type thing. Well, I'm talking the idea of it, to put it in the plot, where the demon... Oh, is in the is in the mind of gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is being basically like Kent's still in here. Yeah, I know all your secrets. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This Uh, is uh, from the from the from the depths with. (laughs) Well, and so she so Meg takes the the little girl who again inexplicably falls asleep midway way home to yeah. not see that they fucking they were on the highway even though they're fucking Chuck E. Cheese is like three street lights down <laughs> from their actual house and fucking uh, they're out in the middle of nowhere and she fucking she boots the bit which again adds another element of terror I think or another sequence of terror where she boots this young little girl out and is like and locks the doors and now of course, we hear a little like sticks cracking, so we're like, "Oh, fucking well, dumbos!" There. That's you know, and I I just realized something that so is playing in the background as they leave. A detective notices, right? Like right. I, I that went over my head the first time. Um, well, when I watched this uh, earlier, and uh, that made me think, like, okay, was it dumbo cracking? Was he? Was this a test to see if she would actually do it? Or was you know was it the cop fi- trying to figure out what the fuck's going? on? It turns on? out it was all a sham. The demon fucking was going for Jack the whole time. Yeah, because he never showed up. Nope. Fucking what they? We were just talking about the Irishman. You show up fifteen minutes late to a meeting, you meant disrespect. Correct. Clowns are liars anyway. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's when like then Meg gets gets a heart. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I feel like I we've both been jerking off on the movie, so I did want to say that we had a bright burn moment here for me when the uh, I don't like it if you're so in Brightburn, it's like the town's like population six hundred, mm-hmm. yet they can't figure out who's killing all these people. I just you have to find a way to tell it smarter. This was another instance where the cop runs off to find the girl, and Meg just gets to drive home even though clearly he knows that he abducted her i just i guess there's got to be a different sequence how that plays out i'm not saying that meg just can't yeah, leave make any sense yeah i'm not, i'm not at all saying that meg can't that you can't have the cop sequence and that meg doesn't evade the cop but it needed to be something more than oh as a cop 
I, I don't know. I don't know. It, but it, what I did kind of go, it didn't make or break anything for me. I said we were tiptoeing near the bright burn moments where I was going to be like, come hey on, don't, well, don't, don't be lazy now. You're, you're 50 minutes into the film, hour into the film. No, or actually probably like an hour and 10 here. But don't be lazy now. Because I, I because everything to me up until this point pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, and there's no we don't see that cop again. Like that's a one and done deal. That's like he doesn't come to the house. Right. Like he doesn't like track anything. Yeah. So or eliminate him. Yeah. Well, I kind of was the point. Or so you boot her out of the van, right? Yep. And then you can't watch what's about to happen, so you just bail. There's yep. no cop at all, and I go. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know that I would want to watch that, too. But then, again, I would want to see my husband after the fifth t- child was consumed. Maybe I'll just drive home and see Jack. But, you know, it's not after, like, this girl, little girl is pleading for help. But it's not until after she starts screaming at the top of her lungs that she's like, all right, maybe I shouldn't do this. Yeah, she fucking caves. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, she caves, man. But she's is that like, oh, is that the mama and... bear of her coming out? Well, it, it has to be. Okay, but... And maybe this is a man versus a woman thing, but if you're asking me to choose between my child or another child, uh, my child, I'll sit there with popcorn in the fucking window <laughs> as this kid's screaming in terror. I'm going, but I'm getting my kid back, so yeah. you know, fucking later, Gator. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought about that too. You know, like if if I was put in the situation, what would I do? And and I, but for the record, fuck I know your that kid. Makes me- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I know that that makes me a terrible person. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a piece of shit, just a little bit. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm thinking more of a grand, like, grand scale of movies where... Because now, if you flip it, like, if I could save a thousand... Nah, that's low-balling it. If to sacrifice my child, I would save 5,000 people, I'd have to do it. So, in that case, fuck my child. <laughs> Sorry, let me ask you this. We're going to trail off for a second. That's all right. So, probably the best podcast we've done. Probably. Uh, baby Hitler's riding shotgun in your car. Riding shotgun in my car. You okay. know what's going to happen in the future. And when he's older, you have one gun with a single bullet. Do you kill him? I don't know because I've seen enough science fiction now that's where I, I don't. That's what I said. <laughs> I don't want to alter time to something worse than what it already, what it already is. Yeah, because that's a possibility. Because now, like he is arguably the most uni- the the most universally hated person in the history of humanity, and I don't think. I think because of that, I don't think you'll see something like that happen ever again. I, I could be wrong. Knock on wood, I hope I'm wrong. Apparently, there is something like that going on overseas, okay. but not a political podcast. We can talk about that. Well, ever. you can make the argument that has been going on in Burma for 20 years, and we just, whatever we don't see on TV, we don't know about. So I, I know That's that I, I, I don't say that, ladies and gentlemen, I don't say that ignorantly. I am well aware that there is still genocide. <clears throat> Across this land, not this land, other lands. But the other lands are laughing at us right now, and they think that they are watching the fall of an empire. Yeah, you could ask quite a bit what the fuck is happening over here. It's a true story. <laughs> I, a friend from Malaysia and a friend from Singapore. The friend from Singapore is much more, I, he's older, so I think that's, he has wisdom. But he's just like, bro, like, what is, 
what are you what are you guys doing what are you doing to move forward how does this keep on happening and then you have the guy from Malaysia that told me the way that it's being broadcast on the news in his country is that it's the fall of America that's what he and he's like bro this isn't some like radical fucking whatever he's just like we're laughing at you bro <laughs> that's what he we're laughing at you bro Zahir, I love you. So we uh, we go back to the house. We're always back to the house. Stop going to the house. I mean, <laughs> you know, home is where your heart is, right? She still loves About Kent. to be ripped out your fucking chest if you're not fucking <laughs> careful. Uh, so, you know, we, we go there, and who the fuck's there? We got Dad, and we got Jack, who Meg told. I would like to say the Dad has a, uh, has a hero moment here because... He goes full uh, uh, Sharon uh, in South Park. So do you remember the very old... Don't... Again, I have a point. You remember the old uh, Halloween episode where the goldfish keeps killing all these people and it stands goldfish? Yeah, exactly. The mom keeps finding all the bodies and she keeps cleaning up the blood and the bodies and she's just like, my sweet boy, my sweet boy, and, and takes care of all the bodies. Meg's dad has this moment in this film where he's just like, I don't know what's going on. There's blood everywhere, but I got you. I don't, my baby's not going to jail. And that was just the dogs are put at that point, too, which is the funny <laughs> but, part. But I just thought I was like, oh, the dad was a dickhead, but now he's going full on. You're not going. We're not. Right. Telling, we're not talking to anyone about this, and I'm cleaning <laughs> it up. Okay. Which I guess you know he yeah doesn't get a chance to though. Even dicks can be good. Some never mind. No, that's just sound mostly. <laughs> But uh, it, the the hero moment doesn't last so long. Nope, because he gets his fucking jaw ripped off. Again, that's another. That was another CG moment. I was like, funny story. Not fucking CG. Maybe I have a shitty TV. Though, they that did made. After Effects on it. Okay. And I think ruined it. That whole thing is an animatronic head. Really? That they molded from Dad. So it is Dad's face. It is a mold. It is a fucking practical effect mold in one of the very few instances where you touched it up with um, CG and ultimately made it worse. I watched, it was either YouTube or something, but I watched some of the test footage for that jaw ripoff. What did you do? I'm going to have to go and look that up. It Because it looks bad. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It is all, it, like I said, it's all practical, all animatronics. And I went, my God, what? Because you, you like to give me shit all the time and thinking I love CG when we both know that. I love on, CG. We're on the same page about practical effects, but CG can be good in, when needed in certain Brief aspects. and dark. That. Which is why the fingers thing was somewhat forgivable. That just look I, I and again I haven't rewatched this for a few years, but I was just like, aw, yeah, yeah. Like, and then to turn out, it turn out that like you didn't even need to do that. No, <laughs> like, like to me, the first time I saw it, I thought that that was strictly CG all around. Yeah, I mean, it looks and, like it. And then I, that's why I thought. Come to find out. No, you were on some Rick Baker, Stan Winston shit, and Greg Nicotero. Why even start? Tom Savini. And you, you, what happened, boys? 
what happened? That really upsets me. Right? Oh, man. I Wait until you see the test footage. It's going it, to... I'm going to have to go home and like, look it up. You're going to be so angry. You're going to be like, why the fuck? I still love the movie. I still love the movie. Sure, 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 sure. No, like, because here's the thing. What's the movie called? Clown. You want to know what part works the most? The clown. That's right. Exactly. That's right. And actually, in this moment, we see Cloyne yeah. for the first time because he is full... I, I, you know, I and I. That's He's like an gonna, alien here. He's an alien demon, babe. I'm gonna disagree with you on one thing. Okay. I don't feel like this is its final form. Because if you if you remember looking back, and maybe it affects people differently, but if you look back at the camera footage when Meg was like looking through, the horn on the head looked a lot larger and a, and just bigger when it was on Herbert. Well. So it impacts people differently. That's what I'm assuming. But we don't see... I don't think that we see enough in the video footage... No, and I agree with you. ...to where we can be like... We give it a, a good eyeball. Whereas now, everything is on the screen after Dad gets his fucking jaw ripped off. And I was very happy. No, I think like... You know, I, I'm going to ask you a question after. Ask uh, me a fucking question. After we finish up talking about the movie. but uh, Great fucking makeup effects here, though. So good. Like, like this is probably, and I'm going to be very cliche with it, but my favorite clown makeup effects that I can think of off the top of my head would be this one in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually one of those people who think that movie's shit. That's okay. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't think it's great at by any means. It's just fun. Like, you know, no movie that has cotton candy cocoons or cotton candy guns is going to be great. I but, mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. I think it's amazing. What makes me angry is that it's so something that I should love. And it, yeah, so I am a little surprised. I don't know. I'm just like, every time I watch it, I feel very underwhelmed. You know what it kind of reminds me of? And I'm about to uh, I'm about to lose some fans on your show right now. It reminds me of Ac- Maximum Overdrive, which is also not is I don't think deserving of the cult classic status that it gets. I don't think it's a good movie. The Green Goblin truck is so good. Oh, whatever, it's man. So, I mean, it's not a great movie. Like Chopping Mall, at least that's so fuck. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a couple that are like that that I'm just kind of like. Killer Clowns I should like. Maximum Overdrive I just shouldn't. It's You know, Chopping Mall, I only saw that for the first time a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Joe, Loved it. Joe Bob's bringing, bringing the classics for y'all. Well, it was Did before Did you happen Joe to Bob. see, speaking of Joe Bob and bringing things, so I had never seen Tourist Trap before. Uh, Tourist. I didn't watch before. his, I didn't get a chance to watch Joe that Bob's version. fucking box set that Cryptease just got. Oh. Oh. <laughs> So awesome. Go to Crypties if you guys want to enter your chance to I don't actually I don't even think he's putting that one up for a chance to win. <laughs> but if you want to see something really cool, I think Full Moon Full Moon Feature, shout out for your podcast. Um just put out a tourist trap. It's got an action figure to dude. It I even I who I don't buy physical media anymore. In fact, I don't know if you've announced it on your show, but physical media is I think of 
it's it's dead. <laughs> it's yeah, gonna, I'm, it's, uh... If if the big stores are pulling it, um, and uh, we we heard a rumor that at Best Buy they'll no longer be carrying um, physical media anymore, and I think it is only a matter of time. Walmart, Target, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see that. So. It'll just be limited, like small companies doing limited releasing. If that, it's gonna kill some companies. It really, yeah. like the company that I work for, that I won't say done. No one's gonna buy your streaming service. Sorry, yeah. hate to, hate to break it to you. And that's super unfortunate. It and so really that means is. I'm gonna go buy like because how is this shit supposed to get seen if a the the company that I'm referring to is big enough to where you can put that stuff in Best Buy and Walmart and whatever. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a streaming service, if you are not seen, like when you know when you go out or whatever, and, and the feeds aren't the come few and far between between a Universal and a Sony Pictures and blah blah blah, you're not going to see some of these fucking films ever. Yeah, they're going to speaking of Joe Bob, they're going to drift into non-existence, and that fucking. Oof. And I really thought Steelbooks would have been the saving grace. I don't. Come on. You sometimes they fucking they they make the same fucking cover as the and they just put steel on it and now you're going to charge me $30 for it even though you didn't even change the case. How dare you? How well, dare you? But then there's other times where it's like Halloween. How many more tra- times are you going to try to charge me for Halloween? We talked about that last time. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there are there just there are mistakes that are being made along the way, but I Having said that, I do not think that physical media should go away. I, I just think that that would be. It, well, and like, and I feel like film is different than music in a sense, to where you're not going to get you don't get like special features and shit on music. Movie, uh, music's too tough because I think you. How many how many albums did you buy growing up? We are severely deviating here, but how many albums did you buy growing up where you listened to every single song on the fucking CD? A lot. Really? Yeah, honestly. And that you liked a lot. Yeah. Okay, maybe when you were younger, but when at least when, when I got I'm older, older no. yeah, you like three songs off the fucking album. Yeah. Are you really going to fucking you know house all that shit for three songs? No, you're gonna fucking get Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, right. and just play it at your. Convenience. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like you're not gonna get the making of. Like unless they do something digitally with that, that gives you an option. But I doubt sure. that's going to happen. No, if anybody was going to do it, it'd be the Gorillas. <laughs> they just released a new song. It's pretty good. Did they really? Yep. I haven't listened to the Gorillas since like eighth grade. You're missing out. Their last two albums are pretty sweet. Maybe I'll go. They go they're now. starting to me starting to become like a Radiohead. Really? Yeah, dude. They're like. Somehow, after all these years, they're still like hipster indie fucking. I I don't I I. It's weird. I like it. I, I really do. And their sounds are just so wacky, dude. Like it's just like when I I'll, sometimes I'll be listening to some of their shit, and I'm like, I don't even know what the sounds that I'm hearing. They're just so <laughs> weird, dude. We're almost done talking about this movie. Well, you're talking about the whole pregnant thing. Yes. And how. We're back at the house again. Yep. Fucking dumbos ripping faces and saying, I was coming for Jack the whole time. He needs one more child. So then there's a fight. Yeah. There's a knife fight. Yeah. And it's a pretty, for as quick as it is, it's pretty gnarly. Like I you mean, get, it's no raid, but I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, you get a little throat slit with, and you, 
Was it green? Well, she comes yellow? out slicing. Yeah. She comes out slicing, and she actually cuts him across the throat. Now, not to be... it's it. When you see it, you're just like, oh, got, got him. Yeah. You know, you're not like death blow. Um, but what I think it's important to point out here is once he, uh, Dumo, Demon, Cloyn, gets the upper hand, he's got her pinned against the wall, right? Yep. And then he slides his hand down to her belly. And then puts a fucking thumb. Yeah. Right? So that, like... And you're going, oh, it's yeah. not Jack. Could any child <laughs> be that fifth one? Why, why can't it? This is a horror film. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like how... And that, I had this conversation with somebody at work the other day that... as Would a, you let a clown kill your unborn child? Well, no, like, as, a, <laughs> as a father now, like, I could, like, Serbian film, like... You know, The Littlest oh, Reich. Oh, are you so happy for that release? No. Fucking I think, sicko. who needs an uncut version of a movie like that? I want to know what version I... Okay, so for those, I not to derail Tyler, but uh, th- th- this is a horror podcast. A Serbian film is getting an uncut release from Unearthed Films. What version did I see? <laughs> right. Because... Exactly. <laughs> like, just put it on the fucking internet. Like I was telling Nick from Cryptease, actually, it might have even been today... Um, I was like, I wouldn't, so when you see that movie, you're, of course, if you're normal, you're like, I don't need to watch that ever again. Right. Um, but you do, you always do one more time cause you gotta show somebody you can't, you know, you can't sit on this secret forever. Right. You like, you have to show. And I told, uh, Nick, I was like, I watched it. I showed it to someone for shock value just to see what they would do, and then I tried to do it a third time, could not do it. You showed me the taint for shock value. That one is so light that it's okay. It is, it is. And for those of you that don't know out there, the taint has the most exploded penises ever <laughs> captured on film. So I've never laughed so hard during a comedy movie. To the point, I laughed harder at a comedy at the taint than I have a, the funniest comedy movie ever. I mean, it's pretty funny, especially when a dick fizzles, a cut off dick fizzles out in a lake. Like just that image. Think about that: in a cut off dick that's thrown out into a lake fizzles to its death. We're talking about dicks and babies all in one room. No, man, we're talking about horror. <laughs> we are talking about horror. I just don't understand why I got a release. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, what, like. I, you know, there's a. Have you seen the Littlest Reich, the new latest Puppet Master? Okay. Nope. So, spoiler and I alert. Should because who who worked on that? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Fuck. I, uh, somebody that I fucking know. Well, I on. have to say something and it's going to spoil one scene. Okay. So, I do apologize because you're going to hate me afterward. Okay. Anytime there is. Now that I'm a father, anytime that I see a child younger than a teenager, I guess, get. Hurt, murdered. I I feel uneasy because you know I I that's something I have the hopefully never do, but I have the potential to live through. And you know when I was younger, before that, I could watch that shit all day. So at this part where I thought he was gonna rip the fetus baby out of her stomach, I was just like, ooh, I don't do it. I was all in. I was I was kind of like. If we went here... Because I forgot that happened. I forgot that This is happened. the single greatest clown movie ever made. Yeah. If we rip Bebe out and the demon wins. But I wasn't at all upset for what had ended up happening. No. Uh, they uh, they get a, a fucking chain. Was it the same chain they tied him up with in the basement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wrapped around his neck. Yep. And Meg he... putting in work again. Yep. 
and this is where the little little slit comes in handy. Right. So he's got the chain around his neck. Yep. Yep. And we mentioned the little knife fight earlier, slit his throat. Well, the more that fucking Cloyne writhes to break himself free, he realizes very quickly that if he keeps doing this, he's going to decapitate himself. Yep. And it should be noted that we also have our confetti blood coming out, uh, the c- cake batter blood coming out of his neck. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So fantastic. And uh, so it almost gets Jack. It almost gets Jack. But she tells she tells Jack, she's like, go upstairs and grab that book. We have to figure out how to save your dad. Yeah. However, <laughs> it makes one final lunge. And she gets it with, she beheads it with a sledgehammer. Yes, she does. Which it looks I, great. great. <laughs> it looks fantastic. But, and in, in, you know. We go a step further with oh. the practicals that I love. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make everything come first. First, we're talking about scream earlier. Always do a double tap. Always do it twice, <laughs> because what happens? The practical effects are great, but his head is not completely severed from the body. It's literally hanging on by a thread. Literally a a flesh of a neck flesh. Yep, just a little piece of neck flesh atta- attached to the trapezius. And uh, probably the one of the gnarliest scenes is the mama bear just. Yank that motherfucker. Pulls the fucking head off. Puts the foot on the body and does the old, the old yankaroo. Yep. And rips it off, and we see him melting. Uh, yeah. That's uh, and that's like a very a heavy scene because you see the cloin skin melt off the face, and then it shows. Uh, fucking God, I'm blanking Kent. out. I was gonna say Andy Kent. Kent. Thank you. Well, Andy, both would have been right. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, he's Kent, and I, I do, I agree with you. That's a very, yes, you're having the sigh of relief, having made it through the film, and the people that needed to live, lived. You're having that moment right there, but seeing Kent, a now-dead Kent, who was just, like, stumbled. I would just like to point out, Kent got fucked in he this did. movie. He All he did was, I'm going to try to save my child's yes. birthday and upon making a good decision, maybe you're right. Doing good deeds is worthless because you might end up, end up beheaded by your own wife in your own basement in the clown suit that you didn't want to put on for your kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, just don't do good things. And um, I, I love how his his face bubbles off. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would have to go back and watch it. I don't know if they reversed it, if that's what they did, or if they played it real time i would have to but either way i i loved it absolutely loved it it sure tied the room together did it it not and you know just there's no happy ending i get yeah it's happy they survived but like there's you feel fulfilled but then you're just like well fuck that was a ride and you don't know how to feel emotionally yeah and and we get our horror ending too what was that? Well, we pick up at the the, the last oh, thing that yes. we not see yeah, yeah. is the the head ripped off. But we we actually and that I'm was glad the that in my it, notes. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, and it wasn't an over the top uh, horror ending, which I liked. So we're at the morgue, and they have all the Tupperwares of evidence of bits and pieces of what we have seen along the way. And of course, we end on the suit. 
in a Tupperware and then it cuts to black. So there's no, what I mean, I, I like that subtleness to it because there's not, you know, fucking the, the hand in the yeah. evidence moves or something. Like it was very like, who's going to be next to put this right. fucking thing on? Well, that also made me wonder too. So granted the nose got ripped off and everything kind of went on its own with the suit and the hair and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it was already starting, but it didn't make me wonder like, does does it need the wig? Does it need the nose? Does it just need the skin suit in order to work? Or does it need all three components? Because if it needs all three components, it's never going to happen again because the nose is gone. Good question, Aguado. I'm going to go with the suit. That's what I thought. The suit and the wig. I would say not even the wig. Maybe the demon only works at 75% without the <laughs> nose, and he only requires three children <laughs> during the winter months. <laughs> I still want to know what the winter months are. I'm telling you, dude. It's, it's some, the legend was started back in fucking just the Himalayas. Unless they're counting February, November to March. I mean, I know that you're younger than I am. Winter did used to last that long. I know that... Well, I know you believe in global warming and climate change, but there's oh, yeah. a fair amount... That's what it is, dude. I can remember skiing in May on occasion really yes and like and it wasn't like oh it just snowed in may like we were dying down winter at the end of april and into may and now <laughs> what's snow exactly exactly we <laughs> used to funny. have snowmobiles owned here like not up at our cottage like at a cottage that was a given but we used to have them down here that we would ride around when was the last time yeah couple years at least so it had a really bad the ending of this movie is dreary and the ending of your life is going to be dreary (laughs) (laughs) that is correct uh well sean while we wrap up from the from the from the depths thank you again for this was a fun conversation it was you know what's and i meant to bring this up uh you know don't embarrass me at the beginning um but this is the first time i've seen you since you tried to fight me oh my god (laughs) Let's, let's give a little backstory really quick for those who don't know. So, Tyler's stupid. Sean and I live fairly close to each other. Um, a hop, skip, and a jump away. And uh, I received... Uh, I would like to know that, or I just would like, as he tells the story, oblivious up until the payoff, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Oblivious. So either... You're going to lose... Fa- they're going to be on my side. Oh, probably. But this is so funny because I was crying. So I either... Uh, Ordered two, or the fine folks at Severn Films uh, double sent me a Fulci for fake, if that was so. Thank you. And uh, I text Sean, and I'm like, hey, man, I got to fucking talk to you. He... Is that not in a text? <laughs> for, so let's just let's pick this apart. Let's pick this apart. In that in a text, if, if, you, if, he, if he said, hey, man, I need to talk to you, I probably wouldn't have thought much of it. But he said, I need to fucking talk to you. That was one text. And the following text was in person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I like I'm sitting there at, like I just got home from work and I was just kind of like, you know, you know how you're bewildered a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like, Whoa. And I get that text. And my the only thing that I could think of was that you and Maggie got into it. That was the only thing. Like, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, nobody talks and, to anybody in person anymore. And I was just on my way anymore. to the gym, and he's on the way. So, he, well, he calls me. I missed the first call. 
I either I call him back or he calls me again, and he, he's just like, well, uh, "Is everything okay?" And I'm like, "I'm leaving in a few minutes." He's like, "Oh, oh, okay." So I get there. I'm just playing the conversation. That's not. I went, dude. Is everything all right? Like a concerned person, a concerned human being. So I'm just I'm driving because again it's like a five minute drive. I'm just playing what I'm doing in my head. So my my plan is to to gift him this movie because um, you know he I've said it before. Sean's the reason why I'm into Fulci. Well, I'm into Argento and all that stuff. Oh my God, snore! Get to the point. So. <laughs> And uh, so he meets me outside, and I just jump out of my car, and I have the movie behind my back. And I'm just like, bro, why are you so fucking fake? He's like, what? I'm like, why are you so fucking fake? So now, hold on. Before we finish the story, can you imagine? Just put yourself in my... And I'm not a small guy. No. Like, I went... I, I, I... You didn't hear me the first time. What do you mean? I don't think you heard me. Heard what I said the first time. What did you say? Are you why are you so fucking fake? Oh, I don't I, think you initially heard me. No, I did. I oh. think it was like my brain trying to deconstruct what, like, what? You know, like it was one of those things. Like what? But the way he gets out of his car and says, "Why are you so fake?" I remember, like, I went, "I don't know what is about to happen right now," but like. You gotta lace your shoes up, son. Yeah, hey, that's that's right. You you squared up on me so quickly. I didn't know what was happening. And I'm like, why are you so fucking fake for a Fulci? And I presented the movie right in front of you. Did you ever get a call that next morning? Like you said you were going to. What do you mean? Oh no 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 okay. no. Um, I mean we can <laughs> talk about it. So here's the thing. I I. <clears throat> I've died and come back like Christ risen and it was a heart problem. It's still a heart condition that I have. And I am surprised that people didn't reach out to me to be like, Hey, we noticed this blip on your fucking mind. I don't have a defibrillator or anything like that, but I have more like an iron man, like fucking watch over you type thing. And I was surprised that they weren't like, yeah, like 7 p.m., your fucking heart rate went through the roof. What what had happened? Oh, well, my friend <laughs> was playing a joke, and between the ominous text message and the way he got out of the car, I didn't know what had happened. I figured all I knew was... I guess we'll find out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out after we go to. I didn't. If you would have been there, sirs and 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 ma'ams, I think that you. Well, if you're not 100 percent on my side already, if you'd have been there, you'd have been like, yeah, you have to fight this person. The, Probably this this person is very upset oh, right man. now, and he's not wasting any time in coming closer to you. So yeah, I kind of went into. I guess we're fighting. I guess, I guess we're fighting now. I'm crying about it now. Just see, we're talking about it. It was not. But I've never cool, seen man. so much relief out of one person's face when I'm just like, nah. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> like I, I didn't because the adrenaline. I, I, I wasn't fucked up, but like I felt weird for like the next hour because I had such an epic adrenaline dump. Ooh. Yeah, oh, it's just so funny. So fucking funny. Uh, I still would have laughed if you would have dropped. 
I just... Yeah. <laughs> Fucking even better. Even better. So I, I, I get the movie and then keel over. Great. <laughs> Stellar. You're a good guy. Oh, I love you. Oh, fuck's Man. sake. All right, Sean. Thank you again so much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it. What I appreciate uh, you being on here. Ellis Cinemas, where you can... I mean, there's... I'm obligated to do shows, which if you actually look at the last fucking seven, eight, nine, ten of my shows, those are all obligation shows. Not that I didn't mind watching what I'm watching, but I'm hoping to do one of two things here in the next couple months. Either quit podcasting (laughs) or I mean, I don't mind being on other people's shows, but I I don't I need if I was going to do the podcasting, I would only just have to talk. Like somebody else has got to post and do the. So I hate doing the social media portion of it. I hate it. Um, but you can find me at E L L I S S I N E M A podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's still I'm still coming out with shows regularly, but not the ones that I really really want to talk about. Well, there's a couple down the pike that I can't wait for. Invisible Dragon. That'll be fun. Three years in the making for that one. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Anytime, dude. I like I prefer to guest. I prefer to guest all the time. Well, I'll never say no to having me on. Again, you can find me on Instagram at From the Depths Podcast. Rate and review on iTunes. I'm on Facebook. Anything I post on there is just from my Instagram page. Twitter, Depths Pod Ohio. O H. Not the full I-O. state. I uh I should probably use that more. I always say that, and I'm probably gonna change the name eventually. You're going to change the name from From the from the Depths No, of my just my Twitter handle Uh-oh. of Depths Pod. Oh, yeah, what oh, was wrong with From the Depths? Does somebody have it? It didn't fit. Or no, somebody had it. From the Depths Pod didn't fit. How about FRM? Yeah. yeah. When you think about it, let me know because I've tried. All right. Uh, like I said, rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I do I have a, couple- a podcast on iTunes. I don't know. My world. So many people tell me they would listen, but don't because I'm not on uh, iTunes. I, I go through Anchor. They do everything for me. Yep. I, that's why I need somebody. I need a guy. <laughs> I need a guy. And uh, I do have a couple shirts left over from my pre-orders. 20 bucks. Message me. DM me. We'll get you one. Limited you do sizes. what I did with it and set it on fire. He did set it on fire. I thought the it was artist fucking is a hilarious. fucking hack. Until next time, folks. <laughs> We'll see you on the other side. Take care.